Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Practice Squad Jobber podcast. Today, very special day. Uh, guest with us today, Davey Richards. Davey, how you doing? I'm good. I'm sorry. I'm eating. I'm in a rush, so I, I will. I will not. If I'm lip smacking, tell me to tell me to just swallow. <laughs> well, uh, you've recently become a very busy guy. Um, so, team ambition's been a thing for a little while. Uh, mm-hmm. We learned about it when we interviewed Tootie. And uh, she had nothing but great things to say about you and Team Ambition. Uh, you guys recently started a wrestling school, uh, or at least got a new gym for it. Yep. Uh, what about Team Ambition is going to stand out from other wrestling schools? Uh, walk me through the lineup of coaches that you guys have. Mm-hmm. And uh, anything else you want to say about Team Ambition? It was, um, it was very organic. Um, so the first incarnation of Team Ambition was me, Tony Kazina, and Kyle O'Reilly. And it was never meant to be a wrestling school um, or, or anything of that sort. It was a team. It was us three. And um, mm-hmm. New Japan had sent um, King Fale over. And then all of a sudden, Travis Banks from New Zealand showed up. And then two guys from England and a couple guys from California. I'm like, okay. So, you know, but we never had a school. We just trained together, you know. And, Um, so then fast forward when I wanted to, when my, when my medical school stuff was dying down, I'm like, I'm ready to go back to wrestling. Cause I didn't want to go back if I couldn't give it 110% because, you know, anyone who knows me first and foremost is like my in-ring performance is by far the most important. So, Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, well, I need a school. And I had been, so when I left to concentrate on medical school, I completely stepped away from wrestling because I didn't want to get those tendencies, you know? So I, all I knew was like, oh, Michael Elgin has a school. I'll go down to his school. He'll let me train in the ring and stuff. And I didn't know that some bad decisions had been made. Um, right. And, uh, and Mike needs to go take care of himself. And um, so anyway, so I walk into the school and I'm like, well, who's a trainer? And they're like, do you want to be the trainer? And I'm like, what happened to Mike? And they fill me in. And mm-hmm. so it was very organic because they needed a trainer and, and, and I needed um, teammates um so it was very organic but the gym was just it was in squalor <laughs> it was right. not the gym was not well taken care of uh but you know which wasn't that bad in the summer and the fall but come winter in st louis with no heat mm-hmm. it was it was bad so and you know i don't even remember everything was so so organic i don't quite remember like I never pitched team ambition because I never want anything to be about me. You know I mean? I, I want it to be right. about us. And, but I think they were really adamant about um, the team ambition thing. And it, it just really just took off and it, you know, and it just uh, became like uh, more than a team, more than a school. It's kind of the, um, it's a part of like the wrestling culture here in St. Louis. That's why we really promote, you know, our city and uh, which I'm very thankful because I'm not from St. Louis. I'm from Seattle. And, um, you know, but this city has really taken me in and it, it, it will always be home now. But um, we outgrew it and we kept getting more and more students. And, you know, and we just, we, we needed a new space and we just found this incredible, well, I, you know, I should say we, I should, Warhorse and this guy, Eric Allen are just like, I can train wrestlers. I've been wrestling <laughs> since I was 10 years old. I, I can wrestle. I can do that. But when it comes to like, you know, setting up PayPal's, baby, every, my my struggle right. with technology are well documented, and 
you know, billing software and things like that. So I have a really good team that takes care of all that. Um, and so, yeah, we, we, we bought in a brand new ring. We, we made a full, I wanted a full um, training facility. And I think that's what sets us apart because it's not just a ring somewhere and you go and you learn some wrestling moves. Like, you know, I'm really big on like, you know, we have amateur wrestling mats. I'm going to teach amateur wrestling, catch wrestling. And, you know, we have a full strength conditioning thing. We have Warhorse takes care of like promo stuff. And so it's a very, it's, uh, I want an elite train center because you know, if you look at like mixed martial arts, you know, you have like American top team, that, that's a full, <laughs> full immersion, you know, we're creating athletes. And so um, it, it's been, it's been really good. I mean, we, we had, a, we, we've already, you know, we have about 30, 40 students and um, it's been a lot of work. Uh, I had no idea opening your own business was this much work, but uh, it's been really good. And, you know, and I, I think it, what sets it apart is, is the members within and really just the, the, the wrestling community that we've uh, that we have here in St. Louis. So it's, it's a very synergistic thing. Absolutely. And uh, my girlfriend is actually somebody who is looking for a wrestling school right now. And she's oh. got three, three on the list and team ambition is one of them. Uh, yeah. One of the things that attracts her uh, most, other than we've got some friends out there, is uh, you guys have a payment plan that's kind of like a membership to a gym. Yeah. It doesn't all have to be at once. No. Um, tell us a little bit how that decision came to be made, because when you look at wrestling schools, it's like two to three grand up yeah. front, and a lot of people just don't have that laying around. Is this going to help? Uh, bring that next crop of wrestlers more out of St. Louis than maybe anywhere else. Right. You know, um, again, it was so organic. I can't really pinpoint a thing, but I know for right. me, I, I'm very blessed. See, I have to tread lightly here. Uh, I'm very blessed in the sense that, you know, I, I'm a doctor, so yep. I'm, so I don't need wrestling anymore for the money, which is, which is the, which is the best thing that could have ever happened to me because I don't need to wrestle anymore. But in not needing to wrestle, you find out just, or I find out how much I just love it and I want to do right. it. Right. And for the right reasons now. So when we started this school, obviously it's a business. You always want to turn a profit. Um, yep. But it, it, it wasn't, I, I know for me, I mean, I literally, I, I uh, took out the rest of my school loans and paid to go train with Paul down in Atlanta. And, uh, you know, it was, I lived in my car for six months and it sucked, you know, and I, yeah. So, um, we, I'm a firm believer that the most successful people come from very humble or even, um, mm -hmm. uh, difficult backgrounds. And I want to give those people the same opportunity. And, you know, if I can go to a college and get a scholarship, if I can go to any number of things, like what, why should our wrestling Academy be any different? You know, that's why we did a tryout. We selected one person, their tuition is completely free. Mm -hmm. Um, and because we have such a strong team, you know, we're not, we're not dependent on someone like we need three grand right now. You know what I mean? If you right. want to do that, that's great. But if, but if you want to do the payment plan, like a gym, um, that's fine too. And there's different tiers for what you, you know, and you can always change and everything like that. And um, so, and, you know, we're always adding, I really want to add a women's only class. That's only the last class I really want to add. Um, and, uh, but yeah, that's, that would be awesome. Yeah, I, you know, because, you know, St. Louis hosted the first NWA all-women's pay-per-view, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, you know, uh, so I really want to, and obviously, you know, like, right now, it's all co-ed. We, we have three females, and uh, they're actually really good, um, 2D being one of them. Um, oh, 2D's amazing. 
Yeah, yeah. And we, we have two more brand new people, but they just show a lot of promise. And um, so, but I, but, you know, w- w- women's wrestling is, is different than men's wrestling, you know, and I mean, I mean that with the utmost respect, uh, right. just like hardcore wrestling is different than technical wrestling. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, I wanted to, I don't, I wouldn't feel comfortable taking someone's money and trying to teach them women's wrestling. That's not my place. You know what I mean? Right. So just like I wouldn't take someone's money, like I, I, I I'm not going to teach a promo class. You know, that's Warhorse. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Better than that than me. You know, and like, so, um, so I, you know, my, my struggle has been to find a full time female trainer right now. But um, I talked to like Kylie Ray, and we're gonna have them come in and do like some women's like women's night out. You know what I mean? Where it's a, it's a training center. It's like where I go to jujitsu. They have these certain like open mats where it's only women allowed, and I think that'll be great. You know, they can all feed off each other. You know, so it's 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 coming i think you just sold uh my girlfriend on team ambition mm-hmm. the one of the other three schools that she was looking at is freelance and the yeah. big reason was kylie ray that is her absolute favorite person yeah. in the wrestling business so if you've got her coming down yeah. to uh team ambition uh i i i don't think i'm gonna be able to stop my girlfriend from moving yeah. out to st louis for a few months so. very welcome. all right um so my co-host Clark Feldman, he uh, he had a question for you. Um, tag team wrestling, most schools teach the basics, but you rarely hear or see tag seminars. Yeah. Is that going to be an emphasis at Team Ambition? Yeah, everything will be. Um, like I said, so <clears throat> I really want a um, a very um, uh, holistic style approach to wrestling, to where I I, I firmly believe like you know, like you have to know how to amateur wrestle. You have to know like how to, you know, at least do a little bit of shoot style stuff. You, you have to know how to cut promos, you know? And if I, if I'm not good at those things, I'll find someone who is. And, but like tag team wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's another facet of wrestling. I mean, mm-hmm. it is the same as, as, as women's wrestling. You know what I mean? These are all different styles, all, the different styles and, and, and all require a, uh, you know, talent, you know, and, and I'll require, you know, a, a specific skill set. So yeah, tag wrestling, you know what I mean? Um, it was definitely going to be a big thing. And the guys I have that are going to come in and do seminars, they, they were both like, like, I really wanted like, you know, Alex Shelley, you know, who was obviously a singles competitor, but right. found great success in tag teams, much like myself and, um, you know, Ricky Morton to come down and things like that. So, uh, you know, things like that are, are really important to me because yeah, I mean, Tag team wrestling is is quite. I mean, most people think like, oh, you know, it's just kind of like one other guy in a singles match, and it's like that cannot be any further from the truth. So, yeah, because uh, you see a lot of pro promotions, especially now, shying away from tag team wrestling. So I think there's definitely a market for it that fans want to see and yeah. people want to learn. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, coaching style. Um, you don't want to be overly buddy buddy but a lot of people are turning away from like that old school drill sergeant mentality now how do you find a balance in between the two and uh what do you see that has worked for you that maybe other coaches could adapt well first and foremost you know the 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 nomenclature the title is, is coach but really it's leader um right and a fundamental part of being a leader is um it is you know leading by example not 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 as that you know do as i say not as i do so 
you know, and, 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 I, and I'm not afraid to go and, and fail, you know, so they can see, oh, well, shit, Davey failed. I, it's okay if I don't get this first try. And like, and, and we, you know, as a team, and that's why I really emphasize we are team ambition mm-hmm. because we all suffer together. We all win together, you know? So um, my coaching style, I believe, because um, I got to train with Paul Orndorff and I got to go through the NOAA dojo system. Um, I firmly believe in, um, you, you, this is going to sound bad. I'm trying to be diplomatic, but you have to break someone down so you can rebuild them stronger because a lot of people don't know what they're capable of. They just right. don't. And, but, but, but it is in there. And that is the challenge of a good trainer, coach, leader, whatever, is to find that pathway, no matter how you know narrow the corridor or winding the road may be, to finding that way to, to ignite that, you know, or, or, you know, flip that switch, like, oh, I can do this. And it's like, yeah. And that's why I always tell people, like, I am the least talented person you will ever meet in pro wrestling, but no one will ever outwork me. And hard work always works, you know? So, you know, I come from, I, I grew up on a farm, you know, I come from an amateur wrestling background. So like, for me, it's like hard work always wins. And mm-hmm. I really emphasize that, but I don't, I, the whole drill sergeant stuff is just, you know, like, I'm not a believer of participation trophies, but right. you, but my job is is to open doors, open eyes, and motivate you. Not not to, I don't ever want to break you down. Yeah. Be like, man, I fucking suck, dude. This is a fucking bullshit, and I don't mm-hmm. want to back. Like, you know. So it's, and I and I think another thing too is always explain why. You know, our tryout, we had definitely had guys puking. Yep. And, you know, and I'm like, but but it's a very big thing that in, in our team, if someone's down, you pick them back up. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, you know, and there's always a reason why. And it's like, you know, like I had them at the end of practice after hundreds of squats and everything run, run these stairs 20 times and they were probably hating my guts, but I'm like, the reason why we're doing this is because people in wrestling, you get, they get hurt. They hurt themselves. They hurt their opponent when they're tired. That's when mistakes are made. So you have to build up that cardio endurance and you have to be able to most importantly to get the, the mental toughness. You know what I mean? Because, you know, like th- this is the end of practice. Well, this is the last five minutes of match. That's probably the most important part of the match. You know what I mean? And right. You know, and, and if I'm just gassed, my legs are gone and I pick you up for like my pile driver. I mean, can you imagine all the, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's, so it really, it's a safety thing and a professionalism thing. So I think just explaining why, because Paul was a great trainer, but there was a lot of times just, just fucking do it, kid, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you know, right. back to him. Like, I don't want that atmosphere in my gym. Yeah. You want to be able to, um, there's going to be constructive criticism, but there's a difference between that and demeaning somebody to the point of destroying their morale. Absolutely. So uh, now that you're, you've been getting around the Indies a lot more, uh, what are some slept on promotions and some slept on talent that maybe people haven't noticed yet that they need to be looking, checking out? Um, Man, you know, there are so many people out there it's so cool for me. I feel like the luckiest guy in the world because, you know, I remember when I decided to come back, I'm like, man, I don't think, any, I don't think anyone's even going to remember me or want to book me anymore. And like, I'm just so blessed. And then like, and because I had stayed away from wrestling um, for, for, you know, three, four years, I didn't know about Daniel Garcia. You know, I didn't right. know about, you know, these guys, you know, I didn't know how, like how good Jonathan Gresham had gotten, you know what I mean? Like, so it was just so awesome, man, to um 
go and see that. But I think people are slept on. One guy who I'm wrestling Friday, uh, Kevin Blackwood, I, he's really good. So I really like wrestling him. Um, trying to think who else we got. I mean, we, we got these we got this a couple of guys here in St. Louis, this uh, Camaro Jackson and Mike Outlaw. They're just, they're really good. And they're ready to really go. To I've heard place. really good things about Mike Outlaw. Yeah. And, and Camaro Jackson, man, is just, oh, man, he's, you know, he's, he's built. <laughs> he's, <laughs> All right. He's a D1 football player and he looks every bit of it, but uh, yeah. Um, I think I've just wrestled so many guys that are so good. Um, it's hard. I, when people ask me this question, I'm always like, oh, like, I wrestled Cole Radrick. He was really good. Um, Love Cole. Cole's a great guy. Yeah. Like, I never heard of Casey Navarro before I wrestled him. And, like, we had a, that was my second match back. And we had a great – it was awesome. And um, so there's a lot of these guys. And it, it's just it – really, it's how much time you got, really. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, a lot of really good talent. But the first thing that comes to mind is someone like a Kevin Blackwood who's just getting so good and, like – you know, like I never heard of JD Drake before I came back and I wrestled. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I mean, because you look at him, you're like, okay. And you're like, right. Where the hell did you come from? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, and I think, I think it's really good, man. People, everyone's getting better. And uh, wrestling seems like so much more of a positive environment than the one I left. Um, so I'm really happy about it. Or maybe it's just I'm changing. I don't know. But either I way, I think it is. Yeah. I think it is getting to a better place. Um, yeah. We, we had the speaking out movement recently in the wrestling industry and which needed to happen. Um, I think you're seeing a lot of people starting to boycott promotions that are uh, not taking any accountability and continuing to book shitty people. Um, yeah. It seems like there's just more and more positivity. And I think a part of that has been like a team ambition or a big Starks brand or uh, <laughs> So it's normally an MMA thing, the whole camp team pack thing. Right. Uh, do you think Team Ambition's kind of pioneering that mindset in the pro wrestling business? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I've always, I've always, you know, been very outspoken about professional wrestling as a sport. Um, right. And to this day, I just don't see how anyone would consider it otherwise. You know, people can say it's entertainment, but okay, well. Football's entertainment, you know, boxing's entertainment, but those are real sports because, you know, things, things, some things, not all things are, are predetermined, but like if you think we're not competing to have the best match or anything, absolutely. Like, right, fine. You know what I mean? Um, so, um, that being said, you know, treating it like a real sport, um, which I think it is, and that's where wrestling came from, um, that you need, you need a team, you know, you need a team. You know what I mean? So, you know, and um, I've always, uh, I've always uh, foregone the, the, a lot of the entertainment stuff. You know what I mean? And, 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 and that probably, you know, cost me in some areas, but the benefit of that is I've always been able to focus on the sports side, which is like the athletic performance, but also like the training, you know, I've been through a lot of training camps and really search things out. And so I feel like I have a lot to offer in that regard. So, uh I just want to build good athletes. You know, I want to build good, um, good athletes and, and, and ring generals. Cause I think that's what wrestling needs more than anything right now is people who can take like, okay, that guy's good. And, and I can, I can take what he does and make it even better. Cause that's how the business grows and evolves as opposed to like, well, dude, don't do my shit. Or, you know, like, show right. me up. And it's like, come on, dude. I mean, 
So I want everyone to get better because then I get better. You know, what I mean, if I'm the best, if I'm the best wrestler in the room, I'm I'm in the wrong room. Right, and where where you think that you know maybe the entertainment aspect that wasn't your priority. You look at your coaching staff and you got Warhorse, you've got Dan the Dad, where mm-hmm. that's their they draw people in with their entertainment. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. uh I mean your coaching staff and we're starting to see it in promotions, it's we're getting a little bit of everything. And I think yeah. fans are just eating it up. I think it's okay to be an entertainment wrestler now. Oh, absolutely. It's okay to be a pure technical wrestler now yeah. because it there's just there's so much wrestling out there now and fans yeah. just they can't get enough they want to eat it up and there's yeah. a taste for everything uh i think a perfect example of that right now is dan house just yeah. signed with aew and yeah. the dude's taking over the wrestling world mm. and he hasn't wrestled a match in aew yeah and so uh i i think there's something to say for that um yeah, absolutely yeah so uh we we've got a listener his name is is jake and Every interview we have, he finds some deep question that uh, no one but him seems to know when it comes to doing research. Uh, He told me to ask you about Jimmy Rave and when the toilet paper broke the chandelier. First off, rest in peace, Jimmy. Um, Yes. I was brought into Ring of Honor the wrong way. Okay. Uh, So I was supposed to go and beat Brian Danielson my first night in the company. Um, which, oh my God, thank God that didn't happen. Cause that would have hurt on me, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, I was brought in immediately, you know, put, being put over on guys. Um, and you know, I'm a 20 something year old kid. I'm just happy to be there, you know? So, um, so Jimmy had every single reason in the world to, to be like, Hey, who are you, dude? Like, I don't think so. And the dude was nothing but kind and giving, like, he just, he just wanted to make the match better. Just. I mean, I could not have have had a better intro to to Ring of Honor than Jimmy. Um, so our first match was in Connecticut, um, and our second match was in uh, New York. But it wasn't the Manhattan Center; it was the building they used to run there before that. And it was the show where Joe, Kenta, and Brian had the three way, um, some kind of ballroom. It was a big chandelier. They used to throw the toilet paper. Yeah. Well, at this point in the game, you know, I'm just so like amped up. I just focus on the match. I could be on fire and I wouldn't even know. And um, so um, they, they break the chandelier, blah, blah, blah. Da, da, da. And But I didn't notice that. You know what I mean? And then so and I remember like we were like taking just like I remember like we did like a real bait, like a short, I was a really basic bump. And I got a huge reaction. And I was like, fuck, I must have that really good. I didn't know I was bumping on glass. I had no idea. I didn't feel like <laughs> um. And then yeah, with Jimmy, the adrenaline going. Yeah, and then Jimmy actually slipped on the glass with his knee, and that's when he broke my orbital bone. So that, which was not his, it, it was an accident, no big deal. Right. Um. So, uh, and then I get to the back, and and like I'm the everyone's like, "Oh, are you okay?" And I think they're talking about my eye, and they're like, "No, your back's bleeding." And I'm like, "What?" And like it was like not a lot, but you know when it mixes with sweat, you know what I mean? And I'm like, "What the." flip happened out there and i was like oh the the total people hit the chandelier and it broke and you guys wrestled that whole match in glass and i'm like i guess i'm a deathmatch wrestler now i don't know <laughs> but, yeah that's that story that's awesome uh i got um we've got a question from uh jason uh, another listener of ours um you you competed in a lot of muay thai competitions how did that translate to wrestling how did you bring that over and what were some of your accomplishments in these uh, Muay Thai competitions. Um, I've only done two. 
I won okay. both, uh, on points, not knockouts. Uh, um, so I am, uh, I've been called uh, a throwback, you know, because I, I really like, I like the, the Carl Gotch, you know what I mean? And, you know, right. uh, Minoru Suzuki were like, you're, you're athletes that transition into pro wrestling. Cause I was an amateur wrestler for well over a decade before I even stepped foot in a professional wrestling ring. And my introduction to pro wrestling was not WWF or WCW or ECW. It was Pancrase. Um, okay. So yeah. Cause I didn't, I didn't, I watched wrestling like NWA as a kid. Cause I'm from, again, I'm, I'm from Washington. So we had NWA Pacific Northwest and we got stampede. So I saw like Owen Hart dynamite kid. Right. Um, but as I got, you know, into like junior high, high school, I didn't watch anymore. I mean, I remember kids, walking around with NWO shirts. And I thought it was banned. I didn't know. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm in college. I went to college on a wrestling scholarship. And I had a buddy, Travis, and he goes, dude, have you ever heard of this Pancrase? And I'm like, what the hell is Pancrase? And he's like, dude, it's like pro wrestling. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm not into, I'm not into like that stuff. Because I remember like, you know, I remember I'd see it every now and then. And it was like, you know, Doink the Clown and stuff like that. Yeah. Know? Which I'm not trying to disregard that. But just at that time, it was very unappealing to me. Um, yeah. so, um, he's like, no, you got no, anyways. So I saw it and I was like, what the fuck is this? This is awesome. <laughs> like, Holy shit. I want to do this. I want to be Frank Shamrock. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Um, Frank, Kevin, uh, boss. I mean, oh, dude, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, oh man. Uh, let me see. Well, Suzuki, man, Suzuki was like, I remember it's so crazy that I actually got to wrestle Suzuki. Cause I'll never forget when he, I can't remember who he was wrestling or competing against. Uh, it was a Japanese guy wore blue trunks and it's on YouTube and like he Minoru just looks so fucking evil. You know what I mean? And yeah. when his face was like, the money is not worth it. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so anyways, I really like that. Um, which is why I've switched my gear back to just black trunks, black kick pads. Um, so, um, did that. And, uh, and so I went, when I went to pro wrestling school, uh, down with, with Orndorff, I, I fully expected to be like that. So learning how to hit the ropes and stuff, I was like, Oh, okay. Um, but, um, I, I, so I've always incorporated that stuff. I've always been, you know, in amateur wrestling. I go out and train with Josh Barnett for catch wrestling. I, I've been training with Kyle Watson for jujitsu and, you know, and it's just, it's, it's all to make me a better professional wrestler, you know, because, you know, like I remember when me and I, I, I got very lucky. I get to spend a lot of time in Japan with Brian Danielson. And he was like, you know, our number one job is, is a professional wrestler is to be the master of, of all styles. You know what I mean? So, or that is the goal. Um, so uh, I, I guess it's always been my mentality and that's how it's always parlayed, you know, and, and quite frankly, that, that, that's the kind of stuff that I believe in that I like, you know, if I was, I really struggled in TNA. I really did because not because of TNA, they, they were great to me, but right. I just, you know, to me, uh, wrap my head around you know wrestling for two or three minutes and you know and just be more character it's just that's just not me you know what i mean and and, and that that's another skill set i do not possess right. like and you saw like you saw like you know eddie really grasped that and and, and mm-hmm. made great at it. he's very i mean he can do both but you know he's very good at that and he you know took off his, and, and you know all the credit in the world he earned every bit of it but i just uh I, I I don't like wrestling. I don't like working on TV. <laughs> it's just not me. No, no. And, no. And I think that's fine because especially like now it's like we've got IWTV, we've got uh, Fight Network. Uh, yeah. it, it's you know these that aren't these like uh, 
global companies like an AEW or a WWE where it can be that and wrestlers with your style can be comfortable there. Yeah. So, uh, February 26th in Charlotte, um, you got an MLW pay-per-view. Yep. You got Alex Hammerstone. Yes. This is, this has been the guy for that company for a while now. Big dude, as Brock Lesnar would say, big boy. (laughs) Um, what are, what's your strategy going into that match? Uh, drown him, drown, <laughs> drown him. Take him into deep water, drown him. No, Alex. Um, Alex. Alex is a. Uh, yeah, I remember when, when I first got hit up by Core because I got hit up by three, three, three companies when I mm-hmm. to, to actually sign a contract with when I came back and, you know, I really liked you know MLW's. Uh, vision it very much aligned with me and, and the, the talk was right away it was like you you and alex hammerstone so we we both know we've been on this collision course mm-hmm. um and uh you know alex is very very uh very talented and a very tough guy um and um you know i and he he is the guy you know and and rightfully so he's earned every bit of it but uh and so i can understand you know his stance would be you know like who's this guy coming in it's like mm-hmm. I'm Davy fucking Richards. Who I yeah. <laughs> you know, let me uh, educate you. <laughs> uh, but no, everything's been very mutually respectful. And uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there and try to take him into deep water. He's trying to go out there and show me up. And and that's that's good. There, there's professionalism, but I'm gonna push him to his limits, and I expect to be pushed to my limits. And that is that is something that you can't do in three or four minutes on TV. And that's the right. Essence pro wrestling you know like the, all those great matches that whether we were into japan or america or europe or whatever those are those matches that everyone talks about and remembers you know what i mean like you know mm-hmm. Flair steamboat because they would literally have like a contest like who could blow the other one up you know what i mean and that's where like everything is just authentic everything is authentic and, and it's it's you know and that that for me was always the selling point of profession the, the drama of wrestling they say it was never the right story. it was you know like you, you can stand out there in front of the whole world and say you know i am you know, so uh, and, and and that's what it will be. And come Charlotte, yeah. For for you, Flair Steamboat. Uh, for me, I, I was a lapsed wrestling fan for a while, and what brought me back in was Omega Okada. And yeah, exactly. It, it's and it wasn't. You know, while while they can certainly play the entertainment aspect of their characters, that wasn't what drew people into that trilogy. Or it it was the work. It was the yeah hour plus matches that ended in draws or just a one fall that was so close every time it was just you couldn't take your eyes away from it so i completely agree with you there um i've got one last question for you um and then i know you got to get to your class get to your students um so for people who are on the fence love wrestling as a fan want to become a wrestler uh aren't sure where to go um You've now got team ambition. You've got the school. What do you say to those people who, who, who are searching for where, where to even begin as a wrestler? Uh, I would say uh, th- this is, this is the, the opportune time for me to plug my school. Um, mm-hmm. but, but I'm not going to do that. Because, okay. Um, uh, I would say to them that you, you, you will miss 100% of the chances or shots you don't take in life. You know what I mean? And, uh, 
you know, I have learned, you know, me, you know, cause you know, wrestling's a big man's sport. I'm not a big man, you know, and they say, it's not what, you know, it's who, you know, I'm from a small town, in the middle of nowhere, no one's ever heard of, you know? And, um, but I, but I, I, I believe in myself, you know, and then, you know, it was like at 30, what was like 34, like, man, can, can, can I go be a doctor? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know, and, and, and I would rather go and look back and be like, no, that didn't work out. You know what I mean? Uh, but to me, to me to ever go, I wonder, I wonder what if, because that will eat you. That will eat you the rest mm-hmm. of your life. And the worst thing is it becomes a pattern because you learn how to let go of things that shouldn't be let go of. So if anyone has the ambition uh, uh, or, or, or the desire to do anything, but, but we'll, since we're on the topic of pro wrestling, uh, go for it. Because chances are everything you have or everything you need is already inside of you. Just find a good trainer who can know how to bring that out of you. And it's not always going to be easy, but, um, you know, I mean, uh, I, I'm an emergency medicine physician. I see people die every day, you know, and, and, and I can tell you right now that it's, it's never expected. It's never. Right. Um, and, and the common thread is they're, they're surrounded sometimes, you know, uh, with, around loved ones. And they always think like, oh, we should have done this. We should have done that. Don't be that person, you know? Right. And I've also been around people who were ready to die and be like, man, this is great. And it's, it's, it's somber, but it's beautiful um, mm-hmm. because, you know, we have this wonderful gift of pro wrestling and it, it's so, and I'm really ashamed of myself that it took me leaving and coming back to realize what a gift it is because it's not about money. It's not about fame. It's not about, you know, you know, tickets. It's not that it's, it's about this wonderful thing that we have where people who are, have a, different races, different genders, different, different sexual orientations, different political views, different whatever. But when we, when we come together, all the bullshit ends, all the, the, the marital problems, the school problems, the, the bullies and all that, it all ends. We come together and we're part of this beautiful thing. We don't know what it is. And quite frankly, we don't want to know, but we all belong for that two, three hours. We all belong either to the fans or the people in the ring, we all belong. And that's a beautiful thing. And, and I would really implore anyone to, to get involved in that because there's nothing better in life than having community. You know what I mean? And, and pro wrestling has saved so many lives, man. Mm-hmm. You know, just people who are, you know, lost. You know what I mean? I mean, I wouldn't know what to do with my, if I didn't have wrestling in my life. I mean, God, I can only imagine. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, like, so like, oh, Wes, you know, was, was all the, you know, the, the surgeries and, and all the, you know, blah, 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 worth it. Fucking absolutely, man. Absolutely. You know, there, there's no better place than, than under those bright lights. So I, I would say, you know, I would say go for it, you know, and, you know, uh, you know, believe in yourself, you know, you know, you, 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 you got to take chances in it and something like every, everything's a chance at some point, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well take a chance on yourself. So I would say go for it because chances are you can do it. All right. Well, Davey Richards, thank you so much for your time today. This was a lot of fun. This was extremely educational. Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing what uh, the listeners think about this. Uh, Davey, you're welcome back anytime. Thank you so much, sir. Good luck on the 26th with Alex Hammerstone. Um, I'm going to give it the go. <laughs> Thanks. All a right. Lot. Well, we'll be watching. Take care, Davey. Thank you. Bye.